talking about like diversity and representation within Hogwarts Legacy, the game, I want to start with the character creator. Uh, some interesting things to note, because I read around, obviously, before the game, and I had read that you can actually make a trans character. That's technically sort of true. Um, there's no option for, like, trans um, within, there's, like, either witch or wizard. But when you make a voice, you can make that voice feminine or masculine um, sounding, and you can change the pitch, uh, which, um, with, which with whichever body and hairstyle or whatever you like. So you can essentially mix and match, um, <laughs> if I want of a better phrase, uh, to create the kind of character that you want to play. Um, as a preview, I haven't been very imaginative and I've made a version of myself, and this is the character that I have made. Um, I went sort of, since it's in the 1800s, I went quite 1800s with the hairstyle. They, they have excellent hair options. I think there's about 50 hairstyles and loads of like um, uh, hairstyles for different ethnicities as well that would match like different afros and like cornrows. And they're really well done. Like they're really detailed and textured and I think they're great. And I have a friend who's playing the game, uh, who identifies as a trans woman herself. And this is her character that she's created, which I think looks amazing. That's very cool. She said she was very glad there was a curly hair option because she had <laughs> curly hair. Um, so that was lovely to see. And in terms of the characters within the world, when you start playing, uh, I noticed three characters right from the off. Uh, you might know, I don't know if you know, I went for Slytherin House um, because that's what I got in the uh, Pottermore quiz. And you can actually link up your Pottermore profile with the game and have it like, so you get the one that you make in Pottermore as well. And you can kind of match it up with the results that you got on there. Um, so I went for Slytherin. And after you've been sorted into your house, you get to meet your uh, fellow Slytherins the next day and go around the common room, which is absolutely amazing. You're basically underneath the castle and you've got like this cave ceiling above you. You can see out into the lake because you're underwater and see all the mer people and uh, things swimming around in the lake. And you get to go around and say hello uh, to your fellow Slytherins, as I mentioned. One of them, uh, Ominous Gaunt, which is a great <laughs> name, <laughs> uh, is actually blind. Uh, which I suspected at first, but then was confirmed later in a, in a different mission. And he actually uses his wand to help him navigate the corridors of Hogwarts because um, he can't see where he's going. I think the phrase that uh, a character used was that he was born blind. Uh, I don't know if that's the, quite the correct phraseology. I've heard the latest um, is either sight impaired or severely sight impaired instead of blind and visually impaired. But I think either are acceptable really um so i thought that was really cool because you could cl clearly see that something um there was something different about his eyes because they were like looking off in different directions and i thought oh he looks really cool um so that was really nice to see that was literally within the first hour um and that's i don't know what the other characters are like because i haven't played as any other houses yet but uh that was really nice to see and then later on when you do a mission for a Merlin trial, you meet this old lady 
um, who's an archaeologist, a wizard, arche or magical archaeologist rather, um, and she talks about her wife, uh, which is really nice to see, um, as a very talented witch apparently who works in Hogsmeade, I think. So it's all, all the stories are like really ingrained within the world. Obviously, it's a really detailed world. You've got Hogwarts, Hogsmeade Village, and pretty much all of the Scottish Highlands, which I have explored a very small percentage of because it's an incredibly large map and it's very beautiful and, as I said, incredibly detailed. And then once you get to Hogsmeade, because you have to go and buy supplies, but they haven't really explained why you've joined as a fifth year. I think that's a mystery I've still yet to uncover. Um, but once you get to the Leaky Cauldron, you get into a bit of trouble with the antagonists of the game. And the owner of the Leaky Cauldron is a lady called Serena, who it turns out is, is a trans woman, um, which I thought was really interesting. At first, I think I was a bit, well, I don't know, whether surprised is the right word, <laughs> I guess, because I, I didn't know this was going to be happening. Um, I wasn't aware of this character in the game. They have they have essentially a very masculine voice. Um, and so, obviously, that that is a clear sign uh, of that the nature of that character as well. And they do talk about, about it, of, about... Um, being trans as well. I haven't actually had that conversation yet. I think it, it comes later in the game. Um, but in terms of representation within the first, that was within the first 10 hours of gameplay. So I think it's really interesting to note how early those characters occur. Obviously, it depends if you play in different houses. You won't see everybody. But uh, to have that representation made clear to you pretty early on in the gameplay I think shows some intention from the developers to put out there that they're trying to include a diverse array of characters within the world. Um, so obviously you guys haven't played it, but I just wondered if you had any thoughts on that in particular. And I will get on to, I will mention, obviously I've mentioned my friend and she has been kind enough to share her thoughts on how, what she's played so far and the characters that we've just talked about, but I'd like to hear if you've got any thoughts as well. Do you want to go first again, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, do you, I mean, it's difficult for me to really comment yeah. on it because does it feel... I, I think, you know, there can be a thing where the, where it just feels like lip service. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, there have, I think there have been comments about it being like a token gesture, mm. which, yes, I mean, I can't comment on it because, like you say, I think we all, we can all say we can't speak for the mm. trans community. Yeah. We're not trans ourselves. Um, so, yeah, you would wonder whether it is. I mean, it's obviously making a point. <laughs> it's making a point, isn't it? So, yeah, and I think, you know, when, we, when I was saying earlier about sort of being at the sort of edge of the wrong side of history on this issue. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, then I, I think it, there is something about that, that, um, that they have put this character in mm. and these options in yes. is making a statement. Even if it, even if it is, does feel a little bit like lip service, it, it, 
it means those char characters are there. They mm. are part of that. And I think that does say something about, you know, like even though, you know, this is J.K. Rowling's creation, we're not going to allow no, stop us from to doing limit it. Us. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think that is a positive thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because if you didn't have anyone in there, then people would say, oh, they haven't got any characters like this. And then when you do, then people say, like, I mean, it's just a difficult one. But I think it's good that they that they have put that in. From mm. from my perspective, I yeah. think that it's a it's it it does position them in in the debate, yeah. even if yeah. they haven't, you know, been overt about. It. I'll I tell you what. I'll read my friend's comments because she's been kind enough to share them for this episode, and you can feedback on them obviously as well. So. Um, in terms of the character, Serena, who is the owner of the Free Broomstick, she said, it was lovely to see a little representation, even if I feel like this character was specifically created to appease critics of JK. I know there's been a lot of discussion about her name being Serena, that's S-I-R-O-N-A, but honestly, I feel that was not an aggressive choice, and whatever they decided, there would have been criticism. I also cannot say how much it helps me to see a woman with something like a deeper voice. I personally feel, and I know this is reflected in the trans community more widely, that there is pressure to pass as my chosen gender. So seeing a character who is living their life with their body is always a positive image, in my opinion, anyway. So, yeah, thank you for letting us share those thoughts. Yeah. And I think I think there is an argument, isn't there, to say yeah. that that we can sit here and debate it as much as yeah. we like, but you know, it's not our it's not our right to exist that's being debated, no. and no. and our feelings that are being. And I I I did think about that ahead of this, and I I did think. You know, are we in a position to be able to have this discussion? Um, mm. But then, of course, you can't always. Uh, allyship isn't always about like um, only letting encourage, yeah, yeah. Sort of passing the. Buck, it has to really, be. It has to way. be something that is discussed and actioned by everybody. I think. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. I've been thinking of it like. So women's rights don't, because I'm a cis man, women's rights aren't mine to dictate to be an authority on. Um, so that's my position starting on, on most of these things. And it's just I want to talk about it we need to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and I've come up with a a term that I think is what should be this is what I think should be done in all industries is LGBT saturation because when there are I've seen three trans characters in all of my years of gaming mm. And when you've only got three examples, it's easy to pick at them and go, oh, yeah, this one's this one feels crowbarred in. This mm. one is clearly just to 
their main, uh, well, a large part of it is they're not just doing it because they wanted to do it. They're doing it because they think, oh, this would be better for us to distance ourselves from Jacket Rowling. Jem, mm. uh, have you finished The Last of Us Part Two before? No. Okay. No. Where are you in it? I've just got up to Seattle day three, literally just started that. So. Okay. 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 Cool. So, <laughs> I'm a very forget. slow gamer. You have to take this. <laughs> no, don't worry. Well, well that's, that's an, uh, well, that, that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to, on from that. Um, <laughs> I have a question. Yes. <laughs> Transphobic people right-wing people, grifters using um, trans people as a scapegoat. They've always asked trans people and trans allies, what is a woman? Mm. Have either of you ever heard the per- the kind of person who asks that question <laughs> define what a woman is? <laughs> no. Yeah. So... That 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 is like a a, a hammer banging in my head all mm. the time because mm. the it's such an the position itself. I've had a, an epiphany. I like to I hope that I'm the first person to come up with it. <laughs> gender is they say gender is binary. Gender is what we believe is because it's the natural. It is just nature and science and we're on the right side of history because it's just there's a man and a woman and that's it that is nature itself but literally everything in nature is non-binary computers are binary and they are defined by the fact that they are not natural things Mm. that's why it's so hard for people designing advanced prosthetic limbs to get them to respond, to be able to be controlled by the human brain, because we don't just send an on-off switch to things. It's mm. all chemicals mm. and non-binary mm. things. So that's a, an epiphany I've had. I'm sure other people thought about it before. Yeah, and that's a good way of phrasing it. It is a very good way yeah. of phrasing it, yeah. Yes, I'm very proud. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I can come up and, and show off up here, but yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, back to, to LGBT saturation. You just need to fucking fill everything with the entire spectrum of human existence because mm. then when there are a 100 trans characters, there'll be a handful that you go, those ones are brilliant, and you go, mm. oh, that one, you forget that they're trans so that it's just, it's just normal. Mm. And then you can start going... Because I think the the most important thing with the saturation is that their um, denomination, who they are, what they are, who they identify as, isn't their isn't the point Defining. of them. Yeah. yeah, they're not there. Their them being trans isn't isn't there. the point. Yeah, no, yeah. no, that's a really no. good point. Mm. It normalizes it, and it's it's not it's not like a massive thing, like you say. Mm. Like you said at the very beginning, um, all trans people are fighting for just to live a normal, ex- well, a normal existence as possible, one that is as easy and and you know as possible, and much mm. like how we are. 
exist. Everyone yeah. trying to exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's and the, so the thing, important. and the thing, the, the why that the um, the question of what is a woman mm. is so infuriating is because you, they want you to they want you to go oh well, well, well I don't know and they go oh it's more than genitals surely because you can't be a feminist and think that it's extremely difficult to be a feminist and think that what defines you when you're fighting for your own rights are your genitals mm. and then it shows that the point of the transphobia and all of it isn't actual change, better change. The point is torment and cruelty for trans people. Mm. That's the point of it. Because if they were being efficient and effective in going, oh, violence against women, it's 99% men. So we'll deal with that. Yeah. That would be if we wanted to be efficient. But they yeah. like the torment. And if you want further proof of them being on the wrong side of history, um, when they have these transphobic women policing bathrooms, when a woman comes along, there was a story recently of a woman who'd had a double mastectomy and she was, had short hair, and they will gladly torment someone who in their eyes is innocent that they're, that they're trying to protect from the evil, perverted mm. trans women. So who's causing the, the pain? Yeah. I think it's I think it's extremely complicated in a lot of ways and, and very simple in other ways. And I think that the the real um struggle that I have is is that well, I don't actually it's not a struggle for me, but I, I do I do dislike the way that um the gender critical um, groups are um, besmirching the name of feminists because mm. um, I'm a feminist because I believe that um, women are equally and those who those who present as women are equally um, valuable to society as as men and those who present as male. Um, I do not agree with the idea of a binary gender system. I do not agree with the idea of a um, a, li a shared lived experience. My experience of being a woman is not the same as yours, Alex, and isn't going yeah. to be the same as any other woman's. It's, it's mine. There are some factors that we will many of us will experience but there are there is pretty much zero things that we will all experience except for perhaps the threat of violence from men you and know death. which is something that we do um but um within that you know i so i'm offended when somebody says like oh well you know a trans woman it isn't a woman because they haven't had the female experience. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but as there isn't a female experience, what does it matter? And then at the end of the day, trans women will experience the same sorts of um, prejudices that 
all women experience, yeah. whether they were born female or not. And I agree with you, Matt. You know, there is a big difference between sex and gender. And, and our sex is just about whether or not we can have babies and, you know, a few other technical issues that you know we don't need to get into but it but it's not about how we are and how we grow up in society is a cultural thing mm. i genuinely believe that it's cultural culturally constructed and therefore such thing as a woman there isn't one single definition so it's a it's a it's a straw man question put forward by people who are struggling to deal with a world that is increasingly on a spectrum, whether it's your sexuality, your gender, your mental state, you know, your ability to function, all of these things are on a spectrum. And we, and we seem to live in this world where there's a bunch of people who are like stuck and can't cope with the idea that, you know, they might not be able to put people in nice little neat boxes and it's such a shame. It's such a shame because it's so unnecessary. Issues. There are definitely issues with all of these topics, with all of these things, but we can't talk about them because it's so fraught. You know, we mm. can't have constructive conversations with all sides because it's just full of meanness. And that's where the the have to bring it back to capitalism and, and union organising again. The the I've been thinking of this and this. So the, at the core of this is about civil rights. It's about the civil rights of trans people, and um, uh, learning and researching a bit more about uh, the Black civil rights movements in America and how it started with Black people were slaves. And why were black people slaves? Because the business owners and the rulers wanted free labor. Mm. Because when you don't have to pay someone, you get to keep that money. And then when black when slavery was ended, they the powerful realized, right, we're gonna carry on stealing and exploiting as much as we can. But as long as we tell poor white people that they're superior to poor black people then they'll be fighting each other and we can continue robbing them. Mm. And it comes down to the most important thing about the union organising is that it teaches you about there is an alternative power structure to uh, government and politics and uh, celebrities advocating for you and charities and marches. There's a, a power structure that... If you get 90% of your workforce on strike and organized, then it doesn't matter what the public thinks. It doesn't matter what the government says. It doesn't matter what celebrities think, what public opinion says. You've got power. And that's how you guarantee change and victory. Because in the... Um, the bus boycotts with Rosa Parks, the black woman who uh, in the 60s said uh, black people had to sit at the back of the bus and she said, no, fuck that, I'm going to sit at the front. Mm. And what that did, the bus boycott, this is why I think the RMT union is likely to fail, the bus boycott got all the black people 
in that area to boycott buses. And so black people and their allies worked out travel amongst themselves. You think 60 years ago, cars were far, so many more people used the buses and they were on strike for 382 days. Mm. That's what it takes. And to show that it was about the power of the people organising, when Martin Luther King was murdered, there was a, a poll done, and I don't know whether it was all of America or whether it was white Americans, and 30% of them said that he brought it on himself because that was part of public opinion. And if you rely on public opinion and public support or the support of politicians, then you're giving your power to other people. And so that's why centering trans people and what they want to do and allying around them and organising with them. And yes, building up public pressure is important, but it's so much more of this holistic movement of building this wider tent and ever-increasing tent, which I think is what happened, what is happening with the LGBT community and allies, building up that power base of people. And I really hope that we are moving in the right direction. Mm. Indeed. Well, I think that's pretty much everything I had in my list of things to discuss, unless anyone <laughs> wants to raise anything else in particular about trans rights or Hogwarts Legacy itself or anything else. Speak now. You may if not, we can say cheerio for this episode. And don't forget to check out our Patreon if you would like extra bonus episodes. Um, I believe we are having an episode uh, every, is it still every Thursday at 7? Mm -hmm. On our YouTube channel or on our Spotify where you can listen. And please give us a lovely five-star rating if you so feel like it on uh, various places where you can leave us reviews. Um, thank you very much for watching or listening. And uh, let us know what you think as well about this episode. We'd love to hear from you. So thank you very much. And until next time, we've been Gaming the System. Bye. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Gaming the System. If you want to support us, you can donate to us through our PayPal by sending it to wearegamingthesystem at gmail.com if you want to send us a one-off donation. If you want to donate to us monthly, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamingthesystem. Until next time, bye-bye.